Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And I am pumped for today because I've got a client of mine, a friend of mine, you actually sent me the coolest gift that that I think I've ever received in my life, the creativity, the intentionality of it. We'll talk about it in this episode. But guys, I am joined with, he is a productivity coach, an executive level coach. He is Sir Dr. Donnie Tuttle. He has been knighted. He has, no, he doesn't have those things. We were joking about it before the show. But Donnie, dude, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I am, uh, I, 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 my knighthood was quickly removed. I'm really, <laughs> but it was, it was a moment of sunshine. I shall not forget. I, I told, that. I told my wife one time, I was like, gosh, it'd be so cool to be knighted. Like how, how can I do that? And she was like, I think you have to be British. Like that's the no. first part. You can and own a piece of land in Scotland, like an inch they're selling. Like, in, like, so you and I can, we should do this afterwards. Let's go get knighted okay. together. And okay. when you own a, a plot of property in Scotland, which they sell for like, I don't know, we could, we could each do it for a hundred bucks each. And, uh, I, I say, get we, I say we here. get 90 together. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yes. Bucket yep. list. Let's do it. <laughs> I would, I it. would absolutely love it. Okay. We're going to do that and we'll film the whole thing. It'll make for incredible content. Oh yeah. So, okay. Before we jump in, give us, all right. Cause you're, you're, I, I left some stuff out. You're also an author. You're you're a father to like a thousand kids or eight or ten. It's, it's eight. It's yeah. yeah, eight, right? So father to eight kids, um, married to your wife for a long time. All of those Almost eight kids years. are yeah. both of yours. Yeah. Right. And uh-huh. so the old, man, old you, fashioned way. You do a lot. Like you, you've accomplished a lot. You do a lot every day. So how would you, in like 60 seconds, how would you sum up like what does Donnie Tuttle do in, 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 you know, in for your day job? <laughs> oh, day job. Okay. You took me all there and now it's day job. Uh, for my day job, man, um, I spend my days with the people I love the most. And so uh, that's what I decided I would do when I left my last company. And that is my family at home. And when I walk into these four walls here in my office, um, that is purpose-driven executives, Kyle. That's people that say... Yeah. You know what? Uh, leadership is, uh, it's not a place of just authority. It's a place of servanthood. And so I help those people mm. to get the best out of themselves, uh, to get to the next level by connecting their process to their purpose so that they're it. not, uh, you know, I don't know. I always picture that person on a 10 speed, like pedaling really, 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 really fast. Yeah. I help them. I help them click into that higher gear and uh, make it a I lot easier. It. Yep. It, so as we jump in, I want to, Will you quickly kind of tell your your story to where you are today? Because I know it, it's it well, it's interesting to me to to hear your story, to to see your story played out. 
because you you spent a lot of it the last couple of years like on the road to kind of prove that you don't just have to sit in the confines <laughs> of an office and be okay with what we in our country have just kind of defined as work. Oh, yeah, no, thanks for thanks for that. I think, Kyle, that we can have what we want and we we just have to be courageous uh, to take the steps. And, and I, I believe um, I believe that God gives us what we need to create what we want. Mm, and a few years ago, it's actually back in 2016, 2017, when I, 2017, I think my wife is going to listen and she'll correct me with the date and time <laughs> and, you know, the star date and all of that stuff. Yeah. But um, we had been in a place where, where, where we had, I think we've been on hold for a very long time. And we said, you know what? We really, 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 we were just itching to travel. And um, there was something inside of us and we couldn't really, we didn't know what it was, but we knew that that was about to happen. I thought, actually, I thought I was going to get rich as a podcaster. And uh, I have my yeah. my old podcast sales here. It was the very first one. It's, it's hilarious to uh, go back and listen to episodes of. But um, my hope was is to get rich as a podcaster and be location independent and live the four-hour work week as uh, propagated by uh, Tim Ferriss. And um, we had an opportunity occur because of that, that podcast. We connected to a really good person who brought me into a situation that it didn't matter where we lived at, but we didn't necessarily have the resource. We didn't have some big bank account. Um, sure set up somewhere. We didn't have a company that was willing to sponsor us or any of those things. But we said, first off, why not? And next off, um, what do we got to get where we want? And so we literally, we said yes to uh, a lifestyle of travel and adventure. We didn't really know what we were doing. We pulled our kids out of school. Wow. And and we, we felt like something was going to happen and stuff started kind of happening as we started taking steps towards it. And we lived a uh, little bit more than two years of travel we did mm. where we were intentionally homeless. It was us and all of those wonderful children. Um, we would move from one Airbnb to the next. Um, oftentimes in the beginning, we were staying in off-season Airbnbs because uh, we what we did was, Kyle, we said, we don't have this money saved up, but we we are paying rent and utilities and internet and all of that stuff. How much is that? Well, that's our budget. And so we would wow. take and spend that budget every few months in a new place. And we went all around America and Mexico. And um, at the time I was selling, and that's, that was the reason I, I wrote the book, I was selling. And truthfully, the location independent part of it came into play. I, I had to rediscover myself. I had to rediscover something that I thought yeah. I was really good at. And um, it, it brought me into a place where I wasn't very good at it for a little while. And, I, and, and so it kind of broke and remade me as we were we were doing that so i had to learn how to to sell again as we were as we were bouncing around the world for for those time that time so you spent 2 years on the road mm -hmm. raising a family working I, I, what was the most practical thing you learned but then i also want to know like what was the most unexpected thing that you got from the experience um well, I'll, I'll give you the most unexpected thing second. Um, the most practical thing that I learned that I still apply to my coaching practice today is that um, your time and your space are absolutely related. 
there, yeah. there is a time space connection. So, uh, and what I mean by that was every time I would go to a new place, my brain didn't have, I didn't have my battle station. So like, you don't realize mm-hmm. how much your environment actually informs you. Yeah. And so I'm very intentional now about having a, not only a beautiful space, but a space that's very practical for what I need and what I, what I want to get yeah. accomplished. And I'm very, very uh, intentional about helping other people to do that as well. So if you want to cook something like have access to all the ingredients in the, in the, uh, on the recipe. Right. That's, that's a practice. Uh, so, and I, I was not, and, and the other one I would say along with that was we, I learned to be a traveler and not a tourist. And the, the tourist in my mind is someone who doesn't think he'll ever get the opportunity to do that again. Mm. But a traveler is just someone who knows who they are. And, and it, it, to me, that's related to abundance versus scarcity. Sure. Yep. I'll never be here again. <sighs> and for a little while, I was I was definitely the tourist and I would wear myself yeah. out. Like it takes so much energy um, to do that. So those are two um, practical things. Can I show you the most unexpected thing? Yes, of course. All right. You. Oh, here it is. I, I moved it. All right. So the most unexpected thing um, happened in our very first uh, stop. It was in Charlestown, Rhode Island. And I wasn't able to do any of the things that made me successful before I left. I couldn't make appointments. Actually, I made one appointment and it was like with the mafia. It was really wow. weird. And my appointments <laughs> were to go do a book, a workshop and then sell my coaching service. that was yeah. with that company. And um, somehow there was some lag in, in paychecks. And like our kids actually call that couple of weeks, like the great famine. Like it was oh like, my gosh. we were like, you know, and it wasn't that bad, but it was peanut butter and jelly. It was, we were sure. being resourceful. Yeah. And I was out walking on um on the beach and the beach was made of pebbles. And so it's like it, it clicks and clacks whenever the sea rushes in uh there. And as I'm walking, I'm actually honestly moping and feeling sorry for myself and like, why did I do this? And I don't God like I'm probably like I'm having a little bit of a pity party and maybe blaming sure. God for some things. Oh yeah. And I look down and I see this. And so for those that can't are maybe listening, but not seeing, I'll, I'll describe it. And so this, this is, um, there you go. So I'm like, wow, an antique brick. How did this, how did this thing, like, how did it not get broken up by all these pebbles and all that? And then I reached down and I picked it up and Kyle, I don't know if you can read that. That is your last name. It's my last name. What the heck? What? And <laughs> what, 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 um, and my name is Tuttle. It's not like Smith. Even if it said Smith, it would be kind of cool. That'd still be cool. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but to me, I, I learned that when we take action towards what's in our heart, mm. that heaven and earth and other individuals rise up to meet you along the way, that it's like, that's the unexpected thing. Like we all plan based on what we know. There's this whole other world out there that's unknown. And do this thing literally. So we did we did the research. This thing rolled across the floor of that ocean for a hundred years to get to me. Wow. And I met amazing people along the way that like there were a lot of things that were pivotal in that. And I think I think just um learning to combine combine maybe the the natural with the supernatural was a, a little bit of a mm. thing. And I know that that's not that's not the 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 flavor for everyone. I'm not telling everyone to go look for a brick for anything, but I just, I learned to maybe a little bit, be a little bit more of a surfer rather than a controller of yeah. um, 
all of the things. So I love that. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> what a was, what a crazy. Cool, yeah. What a what a cool story. Um <laughs> I, I want you to explain, you know, on your website, you you have you know coaching professionals to go from hustle to working from design. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a two-parter. I think first I want to understand in your from your perspective, like why do we just feel this need to hustle mm. like it's some skin we get to put on a wall that's mm. like, look at me, guys. I'm hustling. I'm grinding. I'm sleeping three hours a night. I like my family never sees me, but man, I'm like we just create this persona in America that like that's what success means. Mm-hmm. So why do we like why do we allow that to be true? Mm. And then I want to obviously dig deep into what does it look like to actually go from that hustle mindset to the idea that I can actually work from design? What? Yeah. So let, let's let's talk about that. That's a it's a great question. Um, uh, so I declare myself the sworn enemy of the grind. Okay, I love it. I okay. I I believe that um, it's it's a mythology that's unquestioned. Okay. Um, the truth of it is, and I, <laughs> I, I'm going to upset a lot of little, a few folks out there because there, there, there's something out there that people ascribe to called um, stoicism, which has a lot of great things to take away uh, from it. But what happened was, is it, is it became a part of Roman culture and essentially what it was, it was a philosophy for the suffering. And uh, the majority of people in that culture at that time were uh, working, they called them working slaves. So they were road builders, they were soldiers, or they were farmers, and there were a few professionals. Um, by the way, it's related a little bit to the, the token I sent to you before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that, though, there was the, the, like the idea that you should just shut up and suffer, the idea that discipline is the answer. The idea that that um, that 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 this is your lot in life, and and again, you think about the average age range and all of that stuff, and the average, like they had to have something to where they could frame their thoughts, yeah, in a way that, that made life not like a pain. Well, that's here and that's now, and and what we find is, I believe it's a way for like so we've taken that 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 religious belief kind of a thing. And by the way, it got mixed in with, uh, with Christianity kind of big time to be on like the, those two things kind of complemented each other. And, um, and we take that in as we say, this is the ultimate truth. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying like it can serve you, but it may not be serving you right now. But the, the hard part though, is when you get the preachers and the, and the people that want to like, it's, they are professors of this. It's what they're professing. And the reason they're doing is because they're, it's what, it's what, it's it's how we make ourselves look superior. I did this. Mm-hmm. I deserve this. There's there's um, it's just a, a lot of ways of not having to look at self and say, well, if I did this, then other people say, well, you can too. But the reality is, is like I did this, and that's why I deserve what I have. There's there's just a um, and and honestly, it it does fit in really well with American ingenuity and all of our inventive, sure. all of the things. It's not bad. It's just something that what happens is, I believe it's a phase. And I think that we all need to do it, but I say hustle till you get the muscle, right? What most heroes do is, and heroes that I'm talking about are maybe business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, people who have achieved a success through the grind, is they 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 capture their first mountain, but they have no idea 
how to redefine themselves for the second one. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we go back to that same thing that like that we made ourselves feel good about before. Like it's the only we have one identity, and that is the hustler and the grinder. And if you think about almost like what it takes to activate that, I have to hate myself a little bit. I have to be angry, wake up at five, you know, drink egg yolks, uh, you know, <laughs> have this many accountability meetings, do like it's like all of these things and um, and to me, I feel like it's direct opposition uh, to a, to a, a different way. And so, I'm 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 going to take you through my personal belief. I'm not saying that it's 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 um it's for everyone either. Sure. And for some people, it's gonna it may, it's it, it does dig into you know just Bible stuff. So bear with me. <laughs> it's like I believe that sweat, toil, grind. Thorn and this like difficult labor was what what as a Christian I look at the Bible says that that was like the curse of Adam was that this is how you're going to bring forth fruit it's going to suck right right you're going to yep. sweat thorn thistle pain all of it but then that that's actually oppositional to what I feel like was was given to me which is more of what I would say is a um, a garden uh, where there's where things are done with love from love. Um, where you feel connected to your creator and to the people that you're serving, and that when you're working from your gift for your people, things don't have to be hard. Mm. And, and all I all I want people to do is be open from open at least to the possibility that it doesn't have to be as hard as you might be making it. So I, I love that thought. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's great. Um, so where does the the working by working from design come into play? Like how do we right? Obviously, to work from design, we have to originally go back to how are we designed, who are we designed by, what makes you unique for me? So how how does that kind of play out? Yeah. Um, I like to there's um I like to I I like to help people to understand that um, with frameworks. And so when I look at a framework, it's not necessarily like hundred percent true, sure, but it gives us something to kind of, to go from. Um, I go back to uh, the, what's called the Jungian archetypes So Carl Jung was a, a psychologist back in the turn of, you know, 1900s, early 1900s. And um, people can actually go to my website and get their free heroic archetype quiz uh, tests. And it's like a 71 questions and it'll tell you, Hey, here's the way that you see yourself. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. The the idea is Kyle is that we, he, he broke it down into the, the numbers are odd, but he said, I say by odd, I mean, um, interesting 12 archetypes that we all see ourselves as, um, that we wake up every day. We all see ourselves as the hero of our own story, but each of us has like a different version of what heroic looks like. Mm. Right. So you have like the, the person who is the jester. Right where everything is is a is a game, right? Like Bugs Bunny. Then you have the person who is the uh, maybe more of that warrior, right? That's going to go slay the dragon. And by the way, that's what all corporate America is kind of geared towards: one personality type. Um, right. You know, you have the explorer who's who wants to to find new things. You have the outlaw. You have the the companion. You have all of these beautiful, wonderful personality types. That are out there. And I would say, like, finding out which one you really are is a big key in all of this. 
um, and then actually determining that you like what that is and that you're going to play like that. Um, yeah. The biggest example was we were in the middle of this travel. We were in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And three days in a row, my kids asked me, dad, like, what's wrong with you? Dad, what, like, are you okay? And like, well, what was happening is I had three sales days in a row. I had to sell for the, you know, where I'm doing these things. And like yeah. this whole time I had had a sales career spanning probably 16, 17 years at that time. And always like, this was my face. It's like this very, and I was like, I am the sales warrior. And I will do the things that no one else will do so I can have the things that no one else will have. I am disciplined. It was all this very much stoic, you know, type of. Oh, yeah. Because right? that's what we're fed. You know, go find, I don't know, who's the biggest name out there? Grant Cardone. It's like you find these people that are very much like, you know, in the world of sales. And I just determined after my after I realized that I wasn't being, I, I wasn't being who I wanted to be, Kyle. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like how I was feeling afterwards. And I decided I was just going to stop lying. And I became, this is one of my vision boards. I don't know if you can, I got sideways. You see that, this little image up here? Yeah. On the top? Yep. I became the joyful farmer. And I decided that that's, that's the me that I liked. And if I lost, then so what? And I wasn't going to try to maneuver every deal to close. And I wasn't going to try to make sure that I did everything right. I was just going to joyfully throw my seeds out there and, I I, and believe that I was going to find the right people. My business went up, opportunities opened up. Like it's like, and, and more importantly, I began to really, I, I worked from a place of empowerment instead of being in a place where I was always behind because I was trying to play like someone else. I was wearing mm. a disguise. So I would say that the, that first step is like, you know, go into a personality type of, you know, test. There are so many that are out there. Um, the uh, Enneagram is a really neat one. It's a couple thousand years old. Uh, yeah. It talks, you know, but it's go take one of those and find yourself in that and find the you that you love and then say, man, how would that person right. do the thing? And it's very informative. So I think it's like we can look at our design, Kyle, and say, I've been throwing left-handed this whole time and I'm mm. right-handed. Like I've been playing for my weakness. And what if I did this in a fun way? How could it look? You know, and, and everyone's version of that's a little bit different. Well, it's I, I don't tell the story very often, but I one of the previous companies that I owned where we lost a ton of money, I was the main sales guy, and our websites that we were building would be breaking. But my business partner was like, bro, don't take them to this page, but like, we need this deal. And I could not sell. Mm. I couldn't do it. Like my, my core belief, like would not let me sell something when I knew that what we're selling is broken and it's not going to even serve them well right now. And my business partner could never understand like why I was that way. And, and then I finally, like, I love uh, a test called strengths finders. Yes, that's a great one. And 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 my number two strength was belief, right? Which says, if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to do it. And I had just thought I was this broken sales guy that just w wasn't good at it. 
when the reality was, is I just needed to truly believe in what it was that I was selling and that it could change and alter the course of someone's life or business. And dude, when that clicked, it, it, it didn't help my business partner in the <laughs> very much, but it, it completely shifted the way I saw sales yeah, and, and help bring joy to sales and, because it was unique to me. And so I, man, I 100% agree with, with, with what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that it's interesting too, by the way, you give a believer something that they believe in, you will not find a better salesperson and they yeah. don't need to know the right scripts or anything because the script is what the it's, it's this, this right here. It's this, this internal script informs everything, right? Everything. Yeah. So yeah. when you talk about, cause I love the phrase you became the joyful farmer. So I mean, obviously, as Christ followers, we, we're very aware of the story of of you know when our the the different soils that the seed can fall in, and so just being the joyful farmer, like just scattering seed, technically, like tactically, what did joyfully farming look like? Tactically, first off, and I call it now. It's like it's like playing the game that even if you lose, you win. Mm -hmm. And so tactically what that looked like for me was um, I, I, the, so the way that I reached out to people, I began to embrace a little bit more of my technology stuff. I, uh, you'll be happy to hear that uh, I began reaching out with videos. Come on. And that was, Woo. that was, uh, it was, uh, it was, that was a big edge. Um, I began to send crazy things like, um, oh, I don't know. How about a bag full of, hundred dollar bills right you know like how about um how about something wrapped i mean you got my book came in a gold envelope like i wanted like how can right. i have fun with this thing how can i be memorable and so i started sending things out to people and, and most practically kyle was me it was it was how i was speaking to myself before so i would i would rather than me showing up on the phones because i still have my dial sessions and rather than me like feeling this pressure Right, this boiler room sweats going down my brow. Yeah, yeah. It was more like I'm just here to have fun, man. Like if I can right. have fun with one person, I changed my my actual goals. Right. Um. I. I. It. it the. The self talk I was telling myself. I'm like, man. I just believe. I believe right clients are out there. I just believe they are. And yeah. That's like an Easter egg hunt. And I'm just going to go hunt for the eggs, man. God's got some cool ones out there for me. I'm going to look. I'm just going to be aware, and I'm going to have fun. And so the way that I spoke to people sounded more like me, like less, yeah, you know, less, less buttoned up, maybe a little bit. Um, I wasn't trying to push whenever I didn't feel like pushing. And I know that a lot of sales coaches would say, I got what you want. I'm just telling you what I did. Right. Sure. And, and, and I did was what, what was authentic and in alignment with myself. And I, I, it's not that I stopped improving, but I, but it was, it was, it was, I stopped questioning and being so harsh on like, did I follow any, any of the formats that I was given? Because trust me, like we were a coaching company that coached salespeople and leaders. And it's like, some of that stuff was, you know, definitely scripted and just, it was, it was, it was what I was saying to myself and it was what I was saying to people. It just started being different and it felt there's like a language that we're saying what it's our words and yeah. then there's like the one that's coming out, not just in our tone, but it's, there's a, I don't yeah. know how people 
radar in on it, but belief, man. Like we know if people believe and we're well, all looking I, for people who do. And, and I, I, I believe too that, you know, do the, do the hardcore sell strategies work? 100% they do. You know, does the boiler room mentality work? Of course it does, but that doesn't mean it's meant for everybody. Right. Right. There's so many different ways to sell whatever it is we're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've just, we've done a poor job of allowing all of them to be okay. And we just, we default down because you, you know, you mentioned Grant earlier to that, you know, that style of selling, which is pretty intense. And like, I don't know that I want to get richer while living that intense of a life all the time. And that to me is the, I think the reality is we're all taught to behave like someone else. I mean, that's how we, <laughs> that's how we get to wherever. Um, the problem is, is when you're given one method for time management, when right. there's actually multiple, you're given one way to close people. There's multiple, yeah. you're given one way to meet people. There's multiple and um, finding the way that actually feels congruent with who you are yeah, is what's most important because all of us are going to feel like a pretender if we don't, if we don't custom fit what we're doing to ourselves. Right. And when you pretend, like, just think about what that alone does to your effectiveness. Yeah. And, and so like what we've just talked about is actually creating purpose in a sales conversation. I mean, there are leaders who are recruiting and taking in whoever will can, whoever says yes to my team or whatever, like in the, and, and, and we, we, we build things that we wouldn't have built if we were being intentional about it. Or we're saying things that we wouldn't be, we wouldn't say if we were being intentional about it, if we really thought about it. Right. And if you just slow down, you can speed up, you know, a little bit there. So I, I want to, I want to ask you about in, in the, you know, I've started reading your book since you sent it to me and there's, there's a part in here where you, you reference sales as a love story. Yeah. And, and I, I was, you know, as a sales guy, obviously I was, I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so talk about like, what, what, what does that mean to look at sales as a love story? I mean, again, there are multiple ways that you can you can view this, but I, I think that a, a haunted animal um, is going to act like a haunted animal. And I think most of us who have been prospected feel a little bit like that haunted animal, like where you yeah. get the feed's been put out, right? Oh, yeah. And and now with, by the way, with the advent of AI, like we're going to start seeing just word soup everywhere, just like thrown at us like garbage, you know, into our text messages, emails, and everywhere else, you know, LinkedIn messages. Um. I believe that we all crave authentic human connection. Yeah. And when we find someone who is authentic, uh, like it's, 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 it's important to have a good product. It's also important to feel like you're connected with the person who is connecting you with that product. Um, you know, there are a dozen other video services that are out there, but I mean, I'm with coach Kyle because it's coach Kyle, right? He's like, there's, there's a belief. Right. I feel comfort in knowing that we're the same. Yeah. And there there's something that 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 does for me that that um there's just certain things I don't have to inspect. Right. Right. Yep. Um I think that I think that I like using the love story because it's one that we've seen a billion times uh, through American media. Um and I also think it's actually the most powerful story in the universe. So if I find you and and if I'm convicted that I can that I can help you, I should be talking to you or else I'm not really being loving, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. But if I've never taken the time to be convicted that I should be helping you, which is what most people do, now I'm spraying and praying and I'm making a million phone calls or emails or whatever, and it's and it's meaningless. I'm not even connected to my action because I have no conviction. Yeah. Right. Connection, man. If I can do something that makes you say, huh, that's interesting. I talked to that guy. We think yeah. kind of the same. Like that's then to me, all of a sudden, I'm not like everyone else. And in in the truth of it is, is that none of this is about price or anything. Now it's about like we're we're I'm not no one's asking for marriage at the at the beginning part of sales. They shouldn't be. It's more about like, can we connect? Yeah. You know? Um, so I I, I really, I really believe in and then once you connect, having someone create, you know, that that um the place of commitment of like I do, I do. We both say, yes, you're the right one for me. You say the same thing to me, I say the same thing to you. And we move forward, but the next part is where a lot of people fail, and that's commitment, right? It's it's that consi- well, I would say consistency, where it's like, how do you show up after the deal with mm-hmm. your most valuable people? The most valuable people you could ever find are not new prospects. It's it's the last twenty people you've done business with, not just the last ones. It's all of them. Are they experiencing I something, or are they dead? And my friend, you can use your business as a vessel to make someone feel alive and feel yeah. like, and, and no one ever forgets that. They may not be able to afford you. They may not need you anymore, but dang it, it's really hard for you to be, you're irresistible, you know, well, and, and at the and, end of it, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, what I love about, about looking at sales as a love story is I think what people don't understand because we don't teach it this way, that the greatest people for me to know are the people that will refer me, not the people that will buy from me, in my opinion. Thank you. Yes. Because you can only give me your money once. Yes. But if I can serve you and 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 love you in a greater capacity, whether you and I ever exchange dollars, but everywhere you go, you, you're like, dude, do you know Coach Kyle? <laughs> if you don't, you need to know Coach Kyle. Like yeah. you will 10x the money I could have gotten just from you from all the people you sent to me. That's it. And so I want to I want to kind of end this with talking about like guys on the podcast you won't be able to see this but but if you're if you're watching the video you'll see it. All right like so you sent me the this handwritten note that that had a little bitty envelope on the front of it and then inside of it it had a, a denarius mm-hmm. which was a, a a financial payment, right? It was, it was the money of, of Jesus's time, right? 2000, 2000 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, this is, I, I hold this now, like pretty much every zoom call I have, I hold it. So I think of the, I think of you now every day indirectly on purpose, right? It's, I, I will tell this story over and over and over and over and over again. I even went so far as to I had my assistant find me the paper that you wrote this on because I was like, this is awesome. It's so basic, but yet it's so different. Mm-hmm. And and so now I've today I started writing handwritten notes on the same kind of paper that you sent. Or like it's just it's the trickle down effect. And so now all these people, like their lives will be impacted because of of, of something that you did for me. And I and I want you. I want to end this episode with you talking about, if you remember, like the reason why you sent me the denarius and what it represents, because I think it's so powerful 
for the people that listen to this to understand. Yeah. I love it. Um, for me, there's two reasons I, I sent, uh, or there's a few. Um, the biggest reason I sent the Denarius is because exactly as you mentioned, you're the kind of person that I like there's demographic and psychographic. Like we, you and I are in alignment. You, um, that there's, there's in. So remember earlier, I said that I believe that God gives us the ability to create what we want from what we already have. Yeah. One of the most untapped things that we have that we are, none of us are tapping into our relationships. And so I believe that the number one, if you want to sell, you want to go sell, like tap in your, your realtor, you know, mortgage people, tap in your center of influence people, tap into the people who are, who let make, allow them to be a champion for you, put them in a place where they would, they would remember you and want to refer someone to you. So I did that partly in a, for a selfish reason, Kyle, and, and sure. like as a, it allows me to grow my business in a way that even it's like generosity is one of my key things. Like I want to grow through generosity, but even if I lose, I win. I don't care if you never like, like if like, I don't even really truly know if I can help you or any of those things, like in terms of client stuff, but I know that you won't forget me. That's yeah. all I know. And so that was, right. that was the personal selfish reason. And, um, and we're in alignment. I just want to know you more. Like, honestly, that was, that was the big reason. Now, what it actually means and the reason why I sent that token to you specifically is that it was it was the days it was what you got paid for a day's worth of skilled labor when you worked for the state rome and i think about like the the value of what most of us are trading our labor for that we stand up we sweat we toil we hustle we grind and we just get this part and we think we have to we think we have to and and when we do the thing, it's really a sad story because when you do that thing to survive, it's like you're never opened to this whole other world of abundance that exists. Yeah. And I believe the opposite of that, not the opposite, like like it's not even an alternative. It's just beyond that is working from your God-given gifts and talents. And the one thing that I love and respect about you and the reason why that's in your hand is because there's, there's something I feel like that you provoke and provide something that the rest of us needs, which is like, I put like my three letters, you be you. It's the power of you. And I, I see someone who's releasing the power of others and he's doing that by being authentically and fully himself. And when we can embrace that in our life and in the marketplace, I believe we're embracing God's gift and God's talent. Yeah. And God's gift and God's talent isn't going to produce a little tiny pile of silver at the end of the year. Imagine 365 of those in a year is what you made. That's not, and, and like, there's, there's such, there's, there's so much more. And so yeah. I, I, I just like to look at the insignificance of the work that you do when you do what someone will pay you to do versus the significance of the work you can do. And it's not work. It's your work Yeah, doing the thing you were made to do and the abundance that that, that produces and everything from finances to, you know, there's so many types of wealth uh, that are out there. And that's the, that was the significance of that for me. So I probably wrote something a little bit nicer than that on the letter, but was, yeah, that's yeah. The, and it, but that's it, man. It's so uh, it, it it was it was great. It it'll be something I'll, I'll remember forever, and and it'll live on in the impact that I'm able to have in the lives of others. And uh, and I think that's it. You know, and in, in my world of real estate and mortgage, 
it's just such a hardcore sales industry, right? It, it, everyone is taught this is a numbers game. Work the numbers, work the numbers, work the numbers. And so all the people I work with, they look up and they don't really care about people anymore. Or maybe they do, but they don't even call them by their name. They're just a number. They're transaction wow. 17 now. And yeah. so just fighting against that, you know, that that's always been the goal. And um, man, I appreciate you for for reinforcing that belief in me that that's what that's what this industry needs. Boy, yeah. I I have a guy I'll I'll introduce you to um out west in the mortgage industry, branch manager, and he actually Tripled his business. His business is still doing fine in the midst of everything that is. Yeah. Um. Not. And when we first started connecting together, he was like, "Oh, I need to go get more and more prospecting, more people, blah, 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 more, 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 more." And it was, it was that, it was that mentality of the denarius, right? And what we stopped and looked at was like, "What do you have already?" And in in honestly, so he runs this whole thing. He calls it share the love, mm. where he just all he does is like he 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 hangs out. He visits, he writes letters, handwritten letters. He has packages. He has funny gifts. He sends fun pictures. That's all he does. And it tripled his business. Unbelievable. And it's like, it. that does work. It, it exists if yeah. you want it. But if it's not you, like, like also, you know, be different, but you don't have to be like, there's so many different right. ways to write a love song. Right. So 100%. Dude, I've loved this. I've loved this so much. Uh, I'm excited to hopefully get to hang out in person one of these days with you. Let's make it happen, man. We need to make. I guess we're doing it. It's gonna become nights. Yeah, right. We're gonna go. We're gonna go do that. We buy the property online. Okay, good. We don't even have to visit our land. We just become lord. Oh, dang it! No, it's not nights. We become lords. I'll take. I'll take lord. Lordship. Okay. Yeah, you know that's the next. (laughs) But you know that's a. It's a step in the right direction. All right. So, Donnie, how how do people connect with you from the episode? Oh yeah, go to donnytuttle.com and take the free take the free. you know, heroic personality test. It's up yeah. there. You'll see some of the stuff and ways that I interact with people too. Yep. Um, I'm here to help. So D O N N I E Tuttle T U T T L E dot com, and you will actually, uh, you will see. Actually, if you find me on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook, um, you'll find a lot of the the cool video work that Kyle's been doing for me too. So that's Kyle, right. Not you personally, but your group. Right. Yeah. So. No, you don't want me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, thanks for being on the show. It, it's been awesome. Thank you, man. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, go find a new podcast because it's crazy for you to have said that. But we'll be back soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.